1: Mobile Business News, 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio, this is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. Stocks did advance even as the S&P 500 index paired much of its gain in the final hour of trading. Rallies in energy producers and airlines, offsetting slumping health care and bank shares. Oil back above $50 a barrel. West Texas Intermediate at 5041, advancing today by 1% and a half percent gold down 80 cents little change there 1246 the ounce the tenure up 730 seconds the yield there 1.71 percent mixed picture for equities nasdaq down six points dow industrials up 18 a gain there of 0.1 percent s&p 500 index up two points a gain of 0.1 percent i'm charlie Pelleton. that's a bloomberg business flash Listening to Taking Stock with Pim Fox and Kathleen Hayes on Bloomberg Radio. You're listening to Taking Stock, broadcasting live from Pershing's Inside 2016 Conference at the Hyatt Regency in Orlando, of Florida. Well, Florida is no stranger to the world of agriculture, and many crops are rotting. While there has been a backlash having to do with immigration meaning farm workers. Here to tell us more is Alan Bjorga, food and agriculture reporter from Bloomberg News, joining us from Washington, D.C. Alan is also the co-host, along with Amy Morris, of Bloomberg Radio's Politics, Policy, and Power, which can be heard each weekend on Bloomberg 99.1 in Washington, D.C. or online at Bloomberg.com. Alan, always a pleasure. Tell us about your most recent story having to do with the relationship between crops that are rotting in the fields and immigration policy in the United States.
2: Him. it's always a challenge to do a story about something that isn't happening um, but this is a significant thing that isn't happening uh, which is the lack of immigration reform which is affecting American agriculture um, US farm employers have chronically complained about worker shortages um, difficulties recruiting folks to harvest crops um, and it's getting to the point where it's starting to affect bottom lines um, in my story I interview one farm farmer in California Carlos Castaneda um, he saw some of his cabbage crop go unharvested because he was involved in some bureaucratic paperwork issues that kept him from getting workers when he needed needed it. This is a highly seasonal industry, especially in fresh produce, that requires labor um, in terms of those crops, Uh, dairy needs farm labor year-round. These are largely immigrant workforces, and of course in Washington here you've seen such a chilling in the environment toward immigration reform in the past few years. That you have the agricultural lobby, which is one of the more powerful lobbies in Washington, actually having to stand on the sidelines and tinker a little bit because they just don't see a hope of change, which slowly erodes U.S. competitiveness with other countries. Ironically, we end up losing business to Mexico because we actually won't let workers from that country in.
3: Well, of course... uh there's a couple of issues here that have been in place for some time. You could say, well, this is a race to the bottom. We will uh, let in immigrant workers who will work for less and less and less, and that will put maybe pressure on the workers who are already here, which is one reason why some people are are wondering if we're on the right track. And then, of course, there have been laws in place for many years, Ellen, as you know, that have uh, made it illegal for large corporations to hire uh, workers who are undocumented. But instead, they have there have been precious few. Uh, prosecutions along those lines and so we've had more and more people come in undocumented uh do you think that the corporations maybe just need to step up and be a little bit more honest about their labor needs and maybe get things rolling that way
2: well kathleen you bring up a couple excellent points um you know a lot of people who have read my story have written back and said hey you know just let the market work um if you offered better wages and work conditions you could get a better domestic workforce, a larger domestic workforce, yeah, maybe there'd be a few more pennies for your fruit in the grocery store, but Americans will do these jobs if you simply offer them the conditions that they want. Um, The other issue in terms of employers is, again, it's very gray. What's required of companies in terms of what they're looking for in their workforce? it's it, You could almost call it a "don't ask, don't tell" policy, um, where farmers are not on the hook for verifying uh, their employees' documents. So, if somebody has some papers and they look okay to the farmer, it all kind of moves along. But this under-the-radar system that takes place—some uh, estimates saying that half of the agricultural workforce in the United States is undocumented, i.e., illegal. Um, it's not a sustainable system, uh, and and again, the employers, of course, they look at the foreign workforce and they see folks who will come in and they'll do the job and they're willing to do it. Uh, despite their efforts to recruit American workers, it's backbreaking labor. The conditions are not great. Even if the pay is improved, there are other jobs of comparable pay that you know native-born workers will gravitate toward, and it puts them in a real conundrum here. They're trying to be competitive. They're trying to get crops harvested. They're are seeing problems having this workforce at the same time these potential workforce solutions that would be sought could actually price themselves out of their own marketplace so it's kind of a rock and a hard place and of course there aren't easy solutions otherwise this would be an easy debate
1: alan you talked about the uh, theories about offering these jobs with higher wages to american workers is there any evidence to support the notion that that would actually happen
2: well, a good example is the current visa program, which is called the H-2A visa program. It's a temporary farm worker visa program. Uh, about 120,000 workers came to the United States under this program last year. In the lack of comprehensive immigration reform, H-2A um, for the flaw, all the flaws that the agriculture industry says it has, is being relied on more and more. Under that visa program, there are requirements in terms of how much advertising you have to do for native-born workers. Um, The requirement that native-born workers come first, that if somebody shows up and says, hey, I want to do this job, you have to hire them before you hire a foreign-born worker. These employers are still not filling these jobs with those requirements. And that becomes part of their argument of, look, we're doing everything the government is asking us to do to have a native-born workforce. It just ain't working. We need a workable immigration policy so we can remain competitive both in the domestic and the global marketplace.
3: Alan Burga, thank you so very much for joining us. He's food and agricultural reporter for Bloomberg News based in Washington, D.C., So we are wrapping up day one of our coverage here at Pershing Insight 2016 at the Hyatt Regency in Orlando. We want to thank everybody who's joined us on the show today and certainly thank Pershing Insight for inviting us. Another terrific show tomorrow. We'll have a a discussion with Suresh Kumar. He is one of the technology innovators, bright lights in the whole field of investment advising. He'll be our guest on Taking Stock. I'm Kathleen Hayes, along with Pim Fox. I think Charlie Vollmer, our technical director. Sam Link, our producer. Reggie Bazile, our technical director on the board. This is Bloomberg Radio.
1: Coming up, Bloomberg Law is brought to you by Deutsch-Atkins PC. If you feel you've been unlawfully terminated, you owe it to yourself to call the law firm of Deutsch-Atkins now for a free phone consultation. Call
0: 800-498-0991. What could you do if your data was working for you?